welcome to my podcast. It's called Robin's Fit Nest. I think primarily because of the nesting and my name is Robin and I just thought it would be um, a fun name to call it so that we can all feel like we're in a comforting nest and um, really it's just time to settle down and talk about what's top of my mind today. So enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome back. Um, I just want to start by saying that um, the way I do this is I try to write down what I'm going to say so that I don't forget or uh, get mixed up. But then as I'm doing it, I do go off on tangents sometimes and then I'm trying to find where I was and I sometimes get a little bit lost. So if I sound a little bit like, what am I going to say next? That's I'm trying to figure out where I was in whatever I was reading. Anyway, on that on that note, um, I want to start off this week with a look back at what I talked about last week. Um, oh, has it been a week already? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Um, I was listening to another podcast. Um, it's called the Ed Milet Show. Fantastic. Lots of he he interviews somebody on on each one and um, has a ton of really very interesting guests. Um, this was an interview with um, a man called Daniel Pink, who has written a book called The Power of Regret. Um, and the reason I wanted to return to what I talked about last week. Um, is because I felt that this power of regret discussion really ties into um, what I was talking about. As, and I talked about it, referred to it as giving ourselves grace or forgiving ourselves. Um, because the flip side of that would be regretting, right? So here's the argument. Um, and I quote from Ed, the Ed Milet show, if you're a human being, then you're familiar with the emotion of regret it's impossible to go through life and not experience regret. Um, okay, so I, I agree with that for sure. Um, and then they they went, dug further into that and uh, talked about the four primary human regrets, which are foundational regret, i.e. like big life regrets, trying harder. I, I wish I tried harder at school. I wish I'd started that new business. Um, I wish I'd saved more money when I was young, blah, blah, blah. Um, so foundational, the next is boldness, the regret of not being bold enough. So things like taking more chances in life, like traveling. Um, that's one basic example, you can imagine boldness. The next is moral regret. So things like being kinder to people or a person being more honest, um, having a stronger moral compass. And the last is connections or relationship regret. Um, I should have saved my marriage. I should have been a better friend. I should have asked that person out, but I wasn't brave enough all those years ago, you know, blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, so moving past that, as I said last week, being gentle with ourselves is good, but regrets, I believe, are also a very important part of our lives. Lives, um, Not because we should ruminate over them like, oh, I should have, would have, like I said last week, should have, would have, could have. Um, but <clears throat> because that's not healthy. But when we use them 
And I, I quote from Ed Milet, as a counterbalance and as a teacher, that is where they, they become very useful, important, and healthy. Um, he uses the example of thinking about a decision that we might be trying to make. So should I or shouldn't I? And we're weighing out quite often, subconsciously, we're weighing out the regret that we might have if we don't do make the the decision one way or the other. Um, I thought the way he described thinking about it was great and and helpful. Instead of thinking to ourselves, should I do this or not? Um, Think in the third person, should Robin do this or not? Um, Or think as if you're advising a friend should if you were if a friend was asking you should I do this or not what would your advice to them be um and I feel uh, I haven't used this technique yet I haven't had any massive decisions in the past week but um just sort of imagining thinking that way um I think decisions might be made slightly differently than just that oh should I or not you know if you really think should Robin do this or not and, you know, you can almost think as if you were a friend talking to yourself. It's interesting. Anyway, try it and see what you think. Um, <clears throat> so, again, they talked about, uh, again, I, I quote, um, why people get stuck living in regret and how to break out of negative traps so you can start moving forward again. And discussed, quote, how to adopt a journey mindset and how to avoid creating a circle of regret validation so as I as I have just mentioned I think um, you can't get stuck in that forever feeling regret about making a decision which you look back on and think was the wrong decision or you regret not doing something that you should have done or you know whatever it is um So uh, they point out, um, the two men who were discussing it, it's not a question, and this is a quote, it's not a question of whether or not regret will will strike, because of course, you'll have many regrets throughout life. It's a matter of how you're going to respond when it does. So, and this is where they did agree with um, the way I was approaching the discussion last week, discussion used uh, quite the term quite loosely my discussion with all of my listeners <laughs> anyway um they agreed in as much as we need to be kind to ourselves you look at the regret first of all then you see what you've learned from it and then you see how you can move forward um and they do mention that there will be times that nothing is learned from a regret apart from the fact that it was a bad decision so move on um, but it is, it's very healthy to look at your regret, see what you've learned for it, and then move on. Um, so it's interesting in as much as it's not making excuses for your regrets, it's admitting that you have them and learning a lesson from them. Um, and I can say that I can totally relate to this and have learned many lessons from my regrets and, you know, happy to, happy to share that with anybody who, who knows me. Um, Anyway, this segues nicely onto the next topic, the advertised topic, which is adversity, a sort of a different dimension to regret. um, Because 
perhaps adversity is seen as more as something that, which happens to you rather than something you cause yourself. Um, I think that the uh, the whole thought of that adversity is good for you is to, is up for debate. And uh, as I have no one to debate with, I'll try to represent both sides here. Um, I guess the thought that adversity is good for, for you, um, or well, it stems from the well-known adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You know, people throw that one out all the time. Or in general, I found over the past few years, as I was going through a hard time, um, many, many people just talk about coming out the other end of personal troubles and feeling stronger. Oh, yeah, you know, I came out feeling so much stronger. And I can under totally understand this feeling and point of view, um, if only from the vantage point of feeling like whatever it is that you're facing, be it a relationship breakdown, as I was, or um, be it bereavement addiction, financial troubles, uh, job loss, illness, conflict of any sort, really. Um, most of us start with the feeling or from the standpoint that ugh, it's a really a hard journey ahead with possibly a lot of pitfalls, certainly a lot of unknowns. And quite often it's not really even clear where you're trying to get to. Where, where's the final destination? I have no idea. Um, so when you start off with that feeling of not even being clear where you're going, then it's very obvious that you can never believe that you'll get there. Um, however, for many, there is a clear desire to reach a certain outcome. Although, even in the breakup of a relationship, this does not mean obvious happiness. It's just an obvious, there's going to be something final at the end there. Or frank, frankly, with any of the above situations, um, it doesn't mean obvious happiness at the end of the, at the, end of the road. Um, it's, it's clear that a resolution or a cure or recovery of some sort must be found. And I guess um, lots of us can just get lost trying to figure out what the end result is that we're seeking. And this is where I could argue that often adversity might just suck the very spinach out of every Popeye and the vision from any hopeful visionary. It just, you know, it, it sucks, sucks. It can, it can take an awful lot. Of, it can knock the stuffing out of a lot of people in a lot of circumstances. The clean and easy side of um, good adversity is when you face a challenge, you feel unable to confront it, but then you eventually realize that you can, and then when you do, you feel so awesome and proud of yourself that you did, and it does make you feel stronger because you've now done something that you didn't think you could. So you might feel more able to face new challenges when they appear because you think, okay, I did that, now I can do this. Um, so the debate, I would argue, isn't really a debate, although it is, I guess, because it's only true if you do come out the other side having overcome the challenge. If it breaks you or you feel broken or you feel anything other than pride in yourself, which can I just say a lot of people do. Um, and that's normal. You shouldn't feel like you're a failure just because adversity broke you down. 
sometimes it's a very, very long and hard and sad and terrible road to be on. And sometimes it does get the better of you. So anyway, where do we go with this? <laughs> um, I guess the next time you're feeling totally sad and done in and someone says to you, oh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You can say with total conviction, not always, but thanks for the encouragement. Hold your head high and carry on and cry or yell or sit and think it through. You know, all those times where you just have to scream at the walls around you and just let it all out. And it feels good sometimes, even if you're not going to solve the problem. Um, but I'll, I'll leave you with this, uh, this quote. Courage does not always roar. Sometimes it's the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I'll try again tomorrow. And uh, one other short one is a quote. When you survive loss, everyone is quick to tell you how strong you are and how tough you must be. But actually, no one has a choice to survive grief, do they? It's not optional. You just have to cry in the shower, sob in your pillow, and pray you'll make it. So on that note, have a good weekend and I will see you next week. Oh, before you go, also, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please let me know and share this podcast with everybody. And also, um, find me on Instagram at Robin's Fitness. Okay, thanks. Bye.